Now, Positively Ernie with Ernie Anastas, a New York TV legend and radio host with great positive stories and interviews. Thanks, Ernie. You're the best. And now, here's Ernie. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Positively Ernie is here with you. And I I love doing this show because, you know, we have a chance to really talk about a lot of good things, things that are happening in our world that you need to hear about, that we need to share. We need to find out how we can find solutions to problems. Okay. And I want to talk to some of our very special guests because I handpicked them. And today I chose somebody very special. Her name is Victoria Steps. And I welcome you to the program. Hi, Victoria. Thank you. Delighted to to be here. here. It's a sweet, sweet moment to be together in person. Let me tell you about Victoria. She's a very uh, unusual person who has a lot of gifts. Uh, Victoria is a journalist. Uh, she is a philanthropist. She is helping the, the, the needs of, of special individuals uh, in many different ways. For the past 52 years, she has a nonprofit, Garden City, Long Island, and Life's Works is what it's all about. And we're going to talk about that and a lot of great things that you're doing. I welcome you, and it's so nice to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. But you left out that I'm a businesswoman. Oh, listen. I'm an entrepreneur. That's my first, I think, uh, because I'm an entrepreneur uh, is how I started Life's Work. Yeah, you know, uh, it, that's a great story. You know, that, that's kind of a given as being a businesswoman because all the things you're doing, I mean, it, it's under the umbrella of being an entrepreneur yes. and looking for opportunities. Now, look, I have so much to talk to you about. I want to start talking about something that's very near and very dear to you, and that's life's work. This mm-hmm. is a very special nonprofit, as I mentioned, in Garden City, Long Island. Tell us how you help over 2,000 individuals with special needs. Tell me about that. Well, it really started with my firstborn child. Mm -hmm. Lara was to be my first of hopefully many children, but Lara turned blue in the nursery when she was born and suffered irreparable brain damage. So for the first year of her life, we looked for a cure. What was the problem? Mm. And then when we were told there was no cure. No, 52 years ago. She will be always a three-month-old. Yeah. So she needed to be fed, she needed to be diapered. And then you look for help. Mm. And looking around, literally around the world, where yeah. they have children that could, because I'm an optimist, I feel she, they're going to yeah. help. Yeah. So we found a place on Staten Island called Willowbrook. Sure. And Willowbrook had just built an infant rehabilitation center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with great trepidation, but hope, we brought Lara to Willowbrook. Mm-hmm. And when we were at Willowbrook, I lived in a wonderful building in Bayside. And my lovely lady said, Vicki, there but for the grace of God, go on. My kids are healthy. Yeah. How can I help you? Let's start an organization. Oh, great. And we started WORC. Yes. Women. Yes. For children. And so we every week sent busloads of children of volunteers to help the children at Willowbrook. And we raised money Mm -hmm. for the people at Willowbrook. And Willowbrook was a big story in New York. Well, what happened is, is that the budget was slashed for the school by Governor Rockefeller. Mm -hmm. And immediately, people who were the direct care workers were fired. Yes. And the budget cuts literally became a killing cut. Oh, yeah, it was a big story. Because children were dying. Mm. And so my lovely ladies and I Mm -hmm. became marchers and picketers. Yeah. And a young cub reporter. Oh, I know. From Eyewitness News. Geraldo Rivera, my dear friend. Was snuck in by a doctor at Willowbrook. Yeah. 
and really told the story. Yes, because she did. when I was marching and picketing, I was knocking on air. Nobody mm-hmm. listened mm-hmm. until Geraldo passionately. Oh, yeah told the story of what was going on behind this door. And, and Geraldo, you know, made a huge mark uh, as a reporter and as a guy who was genuinely concerned about helping others. That put him on the map. And, and well, it yes. was just amazing. He certainly, you know, his passion yeah. really ignited the entire city yeah. and then the country. But my husband was a lawyer and he said, this place is never gonna be any good. Mm. We've gotta file a federal class action lawsuit. Okay. And we did file that lawsuit yeah. and we won that lawsuit and Willowbrook was closed down. Yes. It's now the College of Staten Island. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. all the group homes that exist in our communities right. came out of our class action lawsuit. And so life's work, was not only has it been born mm-hmm. and flourished, mm-hmm. but we opened the first group home for children from Willowbrook yeah. in Little Neck, and I had death threats. Oh my goodness! Wait People a didn't want it in their neighborhood. Really? Now I don't recall that part of the well, story. Well, nobody knows about no, that. No, no. But when we, you know, Geraldo actually did a concert with John Lennon and Yoko Ono, mm. and we got a quarter of a million dollars from oh, that event, wow. and we went out and we had this house in Little Neck, Queens. Yeah. That was perfect for us mm-hmm. on a half an acre in New York City, imagine. Yeah. Wow. But the neighbors did not want did not us. Did not want that. So you had so real problems here. Wow. And they said we should be in manufacturing neighborhoods, not in residential. What a struggle this turned out and to be. And I had death threats. I had to yeah. take my Schnepp's license plates That's off my incredible. car. That's incredible. People got crazy. That's incredible. And as much as I explained to them yeah, yeah. what children were coming, what the house would be like to be their home, mm. they just didn't get it okay and it was very interesting today it's almost very similar to what's happening with all the conflicts in our world people who are for and get it get it and you can't change one person's right. mind who was right. against it okay. so they sued us but we yeah. won you won you court. got past all of that we we made law okay. that every group home can be in residential neighborhoods mm-hmm. and we opened that house and appropriately we named it the Geraldo Rivera group oh, home oh it's great well you know you had a ribbon cutting ceremony well that's something else and so I, I was going to say that that's later. a recent thing <laughs> exactly but you know that yes. we, we want to as we always do in journalism we advance the story so yes. bring us up to date to where you are right now it's a great history though yes. by the way well, you know, it starts with one, and my daughter Lara was the one. Yeah. That's what's interesting in life. How right. one change in my life oh, made takes. the world of change yeah. for yeah. the world. And so today we operate 50 group homes <laughs> in Nassau, Suffolk, Queens, Manhattan, and run programs for children now in the autism that spectrum. That is marvelous. Because, you know, the yeah. autism is an exploding yes. problem of families needing help for their children. Tell me something, because, you know, we always like to look at a situation, as I said at the very beginning of the show, we take a problem, and, and where are we going with it? Are we making progress? Is there a solution? How are we doing in terms of, you know, autism, helping our children, uh, and also all the other special needs? Give us an update. I, I want to so hear something Tie that in. Yeah. Well, it's positive. I mean, yeah. I, I must tell you that um, the board of directors chose to name, put my name on the building that's their headquarters. Yeah. And Governor Hochul came to the ribbon cutting, mm-hmm. as well as did Mayor Adams. I'm yeah. so thrilled to I see him. I saw the pictures, yeah. But when Governor Hochul came, I wore a green suit. And I said to her on the stage, yeah. and she was sitting in front mm-hmm, of me, mm-hmm. I'm wearing green because I'm coming to ask for money. <laughs> because That'll we need it. dollars yeah, of course. to staff the group homes yeah. in the appropriate manner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's our next 
battle, our right. next challenge to get the right funding. Yeah, you're hoping the legislature homes. will do that. Exactly. Yeah, so I, know I, that. I made the appeal to her in my green suit, and she said, Well, I thought you were green because you knew I was Irish. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a combination, right? <laughs> right? Well, that's great. Well, we certainly hope you get the money to continue your work because you're doing amazing things to help people out. And, and that's the greatest gift you can give in life. You've had mm. a, amazing success, and we're going to talk about your, your newspapers and magazines and the publishing business. But I want to talk about that frog that people can see. They get a nice close look at that frog pendant, that beautiful pin that you're wearing. And there's a story behind it because you have a ring as well. Tell us about the frog. I love this story. Well, you know, I did channel Madeleine Albright, who was a brilliant Secretary of State. Sure. Uh, but I really wear it because of the message of a frog. Mm. Few people know that a frog is the one species on Earth that cannot turn his head to the left, right. can turn or her head to the T right, uh, to the right, yeah, and cannot turn the head back. Yeah, a frog can only mm. look forward. I love that, and I think that's been my life. What and, a symbol! You know, and you, how you have yeah. found this new program to bring to yeah. us all right. here in New York, and it's all about looking forward. Yes, it is. You it know, is. we all were touched in our lives, or we wouldn't have lives. Exactly. But it's what you do with what happens to you mm. that makes the difference in the quality of your life. You know, um, we have talked. You and I, Vicki, have had mm -hmm. lunch. We've mm -hmm. discussed a lot of wonderful things and positive thoughts. Mm -hmm. and, and we both agree on so many things. Passion, commitment, knowing that you have a purpose in life and that you're going to fulfill that dream that you have within. And that's exactly what you're doing. Now, you're doing it with this wonderful nonprofit, helping so many people, but you're also doing it in the media business well, as a publisher. I have thanks. I really have to thank Geraldo Rivera. Go ahead. Because he was my inspiration. Uh, my master's degree is in teaching. Mm. I was a teacher in my first life. Yeah. I only wanted to be a teacher from the second grade That's on. That's a good thing. I wanted to be a teacher. I yeah. loved my teacher, Mrs. Boroff, and I wanted to be just like her. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I know it. And that was what I did before I had Lara. Mm. But Lara turned my life around. Yeah. And changed my life and literally hundreds of thousands oh, sure, of other people. Sure. But when Geraldo did his story, I saw the power of the press. Mm. And I said, you know, someday I'd like to be in the news business. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, three more children. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And uh, when my baby, Josh, came to uh, go to school, yeah. he was in kindergarten, I said, you know, I'd like to see if I could do something in the news business. Good. And there was a gentleman who took a buyout from the Daily News. Mm -hmm. He was the political editor, John Toscano. Mm -hmm. And he had started a paper in Astoria. And yeah. I lived in Bayside. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Queens is a, you know, two and a half million people. It's a big place. Sure, and sure. so he's up in Western Queens and I'm in Eastern Queens. Right. So I said, you know, I'll be a cub reporter for you. Mm. And I was, you know, we had a lot of money. I got $100 a week, Ernie. Wow, big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but what you started off as a reporter, which I is did. a fundamental thing. So you'll love this, because I don't yeah. know if this happened to you, but you know, yeah. I would write a story. Yes. And then I'd bring it to John, right. and he'd edit it like crazy. He says, okay, now go back and rewrite it. Yeah. And I'd write it again and rewrite uh -huh. it, and I'd bring it to him, and he says, no, no, it just needs a little. So he was really my mentor. You learned a lot. I did. Sure. But my husband got fed up with my working 24-7 for uh -huh. $100 a week. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I went and I became Alan Hevesy's press secretary. There you go. So you continued in, in journalism, really. But on the other side, and, um, you know, it just didn't work out. But I um, said to John in 1985, right. 
every building has had the opportunity to go co-op. And I know and believe that when you own your home or you own your apartment, you care about the neighborhood. Sure. So I said, now where I lived in Bayside was Mm -hmm. a lot of vertical homes, a lot of apartment buildings. They had gone co-op. Right. And I said, I think we have an opportunity to start a paper here. Mm. So he says, you think you can sell a few ads? Ah, that's the business. I said, yes. I'll I'll put it out there. So I sold it. You'll love this one. I sold an ad to my brother, Uh, my mother. And the family. (laughs) My jeweler, my realtor, and my hairdresser. That's how it starts. I'm still using Christie and Company. Oh, there you go. So they got you. a good advertiser. <laughs> you know, so so you started with, with one. Yes. And now you've got, give me the number. Is it? 91. 91. Well, 91. I did have a little hidden blessing in there. So I started wow. the papers and, um, you know, I, John was a political editor. Mm. And so we used to fight every week what articles would go in. Because yeah. I wanted to cover community. He right. wanted to cover politicians. Okay. Okay. So about a, a year or two after I worked with him, and we took every picture and we took wrote every article. Mm-hmm. I said, John, I think I should buy you out. Oh. And I did. Oh. I bought him out and I hired somebody who was a professional journalist. There's the businesswoman right there. There and you go. And so, you know, we began our journey that I yeah. owned the paper. And then right. I had the paper in Northeast Queens. Right. And then people from Astoria came to me and people from Southeast mm-hmm. Queens. And we started building papers. And I saw Fabulous. I built a Spanish paper from scratch. This is incredible. So after 12 papers, yeah. my son who was now a graduate and was investment banking, called me one night. And he says, Mom, if I'm going to work 24-7, could I come work for you? Oh. He knew my rhythm. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Yeah, he he followed Mom's beat. That's for sure. So he joined the company, but he was a numbers man. I'm kind of the creative person. Okay. Not that he isn't creative, So he expanded the business. So when he joined us after a few years of learning the business, I sent him down to Howard Beach, and I was in Bayside. Okay. You know, so he learned under a mentor, one of my employees mentored him. Mother and son, that's great. And he joined me, but he you know, knew the business of numbers. Sure. And so we got an opportunity to buy some papers in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So I said, Josh, we have 12 papers in Queens. Why do we need Brooklyn? Uh I said, what neighborhood is it? He says, Bay Ridge. I said, oh, Bay Ridge. (laughs) Special. When I got married, I wanted to live in Bay Ridge. Oh, there you go. Because it overlooks the Verrazano Bridge. It becomes an emotional thing many times when we get involved in businesses. No no question about it. But you know what? I I also have to say this, um, because we're in the business together. Uh, I've owned radio stations. I've been in television, uh, newspapers well up in Saratoga. So I know what it feels like. But, you know, whether you own it or whether you just work it, the most important thing in, in our industry is knowing that you can do something to help people, mm-hmm. that you can put stories on the air. Walter Cronkite, who sits on mm-hmm. my desk, who was my mentor, oh. he said, you know, the most important thing, he said, we are watchdogs. Yes. We bark. We're not attack dogs and we're not lap dogs, but we're watchdogs. So you put a story out there, you have them read it, you have them see it, and you allow people to think and know more about what's going on. Isn't that the greatest gift that you have now as a publisher? Yes. To be able to put these stories together? I never thought about it as a watchdog, but a beautiful oh, yeah. way to express it. Exactly. Well, you know, our beat are the neighborhoods that yeah. people live in. Mm. And I think we're thriving because they know we're not a political paper. Mm-hmm. I don't come from one perspective or another. I think that's I a good thing. I come from a community I think that helps a lot. Yeah. And they trust us that sure. we tell it like it is yeah. in the communities. And our news is local news, mm-hmm. covering what's going on in the schools, right. in the churches, People in want the synagogues. That. Yeah. 
in the sports, their kids being their picture uh-huh. in the paper. Isn't that great? And even what I found most precious, Ernie, you may you probably found this. Yes. Obituaries. Oh yes. Covering yes, people, people that they cherish those words said about their loved ones. Vicky, th- this is all fundamental information that you're talking yes. about. And if and if you if you ask people, you know what they watch. They will always tell you they're watching local news, mm-hmm. whether it's TV or reading a paper, because they want to know what's going on in their backyard. Yes. And that's exactly what you're doing. You're serving yes. that need. And I, I like the fact that you use the word trust, mm-hmm. because if they trust you, okay, and if you stay away from that political spectrum, we know it's well, out we there. We cover politics, yeah. but I'm not as centrist one way or the other. Yeah, you're going to have down some, the middle. Right. If you're down that road, people are going to say it's fair and it's, it's truthful. Yes. And we need the truth today more than ever, don't we? Absolutely. But I'm going to have another ingredient because, you know, uh-huh. my little brain never got over wanting to be a teacher. Oh, okay. So I also feel we educate people. Mm. And I think that's a very big, critical piece of what we do. Absolutely. Every day. And we're online and we're in print and we do events and we do, you know, podcasts and we do all the things you know, that you know, You know one of the lines do. that I use when I'm talking about what I do? I say, I want to inform Educate, entertain, and inspire. Oh, okay. That's what we do. <laughs> oh, see? And that's exactly, but that's the heart of it. And right. that's the real basics of, of journalism, good journalism. I love to ask a lot of great questions here. Great questions. Um, I, fill in the blank. What the world needs now is what? Well, I'm always about love, you know, mm. and Family. Family. You know, I think with the craziness of life oh. and what's going on around the world, yeah. um, I was just with someone from my uh, my my daughter. I went to visit her this, this before I went to see you. Okay. And there's the need to have people you care about and love because mm-hmm. the world will be chaotic around us. But if you have love of family, mm-hmm. that kind of is your basic route to happiness in life. Oh, yeah. And I'm blessed that I have, you know, my... I'm sorry, Lara passed, but she taught me more than any other human being on earth. But I have three other children and Mm -hmm. six grandchildren, Mm -hmm. and I need to touch them. Yeah. And they touch me. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's a key to uh, having a life that's worthwhile on earth. They're my legacy. Well, uh, but it is. I mean, and you know, when you think about all the things that you accomplish in your life, Right. I mean, it, it could be winning, you know, awards. It could be having businesses. Could be making a lot of money. Could be a lot of different things. Right. But in the final analysis, right? What does it come down to? Who did you love and who loved you? Yes. And that's what you're talking about. A family in any form that yes. it might be. Yes. It, it, and there are so many different kinds of families today, and we respect it all. But it's love, and that's the foundation of of what we're talking about. Yes. We need that more than ever. too much hate, anger, and violence that's happening in our world. Doesn't that frighten you? It's very frightening. It's a very um, disturbing time that what I see is what happened in Little Neck with that group home. Oh, yeah. That the people who were listening, I went around to maybe 25 different homes doing a coffee, you know, kind of clutches Mm. where I could explain what the group home was going to be about. Yeah. All those 20 people, homes that I've read with with six and 10 people, I never changed one person's mind. If they were for the group home, they stayed for it. If they were against it, Mm. they stayed against it. Mm. It wasn't until we opened the home Mm -hmm. that those who were opposed, we invited. Mm. And they looked around and they said, oh, this is what you were talking about? Mm. They weren't going to listen to what I said. So Mm. today, I see that again. People who are for Trump are for Trump. 
that you can't change their mind, mm-hmm. no well, matter what he does. But it's a free choice. And exactly. it's the same thing today with what's going on in Israel. Right. You know, when the Palestinians, it's remarkable to me mm-hmm. how you people have a set mind. Mm-hmm. And it is very hard to influence that set mind with facts. Mm. So, you know, I think it's a, uh, a tremendous responsibility we have. We do. And I'm a big believer. I don't know if you found this when you were yeah, in go ahead. your own media. Sure. I believe in banging the drum and banging the drum and banging the yeah. drum. Come back. I mean, I call it the Geraldo factor. Okay. Because Geraldo mm. was the only reporter. And I was on with Barbara Walters and Sue Simmons mm-hmm. and Bill Buck, you know, the mm. whole people sure. who were sure. in the team then. Right. And he's the only one who kept coming back. Right. He came back week after week. Mm. And I asked his producer once, 40 years later, mm-hmm. how come you let him come back and the others came once? Yeah, He said, Vicky, when he went out and came back, the ratings went through the roof. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, because well, he, he was following a story uh, that people had a feeling for. Uh, he was passionate about it, and he demonstrated that on the air. I know him so well. But, I mean, you know, when you have a great story uh, that touches people's lives— you go after it. So and that's you, the key. Sure. Ernie, that's the key. Yeah. And that's what I teach my, uh, and t- teach and tell my reporters uh-huh, and editors. Uh-huh. Stick with the story. Mm. Go back. Mm-hmm. Get the other angle. Get the sun until it's resolved. And that's what really Geraldo did. So he taught me that. I call it the Geraldo factor. Yeah, well, that's a good thing. And to, coverage of the news. Good stuff. You know, when we're talking about, you know, the, the business of news, you know how much is out there now. I mean, at one time, it was, you know, three basic networks. Mm. You only had, in, in every city, there were three channels. Mm. And, and look what we have now. We have a plethora of information from, mm-hmm. from the internet to cable, you name it. It's all there. Um, how do you feel about that in terms of where it's going? Are we going in a, in a good direction or are we having difficulty? People are saying, you know what? I can't find the truth anymore. Everybody's become a journalist. People can go on the, uh, wherever they want to go, the internet and put a story on there and not even identify themselves. So we don't know whether it's the Mm. truth or not. It's a danger in our democracy, Mm. a danger. Mm. And how we navigate that danger will be very interesting to wait and see. Uh, you know, I've kind of learned in my life that I do put on blinders mm-hmm. and I follow my path. Yeah. Because if I let myself worry about all these other things, the distractions would stop me from my forward path. You're the frog. Right. You're the frog. You're yes. looking forward and not yes. looking back. Yes. And I think that's important. I think that we have to really become faithful to what we're doing. And I know that you have that commitment and you pass that along to the reporters and, and there's, a, there's a mission I think that when, you know, you run an organization like that, if you have a leader at the top that sets the tone and looks for the truth and looks to inform and educate, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be doing something that, that's going to have positive effects and, and, a, and a positive impact. I applaud you. I think you're doing a great job. Well, great thank job. You. you really are. It's, I, I always feel that, okay, what do I have to do today? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what do I you have did to, a story on me, do too. I, do <laughs> I appreciate the story that you did on me and your staff. Well, AM New York Metro, I'm very blessed, has yeah. a huge following. But, you know, we're printing 600,000 newspapers a week. Mm. And our websites had 9.8 million. <sighs> people visiting them. Yeah. So, you know, print is alive and well. Yes. I often quote Mark Twain. I Uh love Mark Twain Uh saying. Me too. He says, the rumors of my demise are greatly exaggerated. Oh, yes, yes. And when people tell me that print is dead, I say, well, 
I'm no fool. I don't have stupid written across my forehead. <laughs> I wouldn't put out 600,000 newspapers if they weren't taken. Just in our region. We're not right. talking nationally. Right. We're talking in our New York City region. That's a, that's a great footprint. That's so, a great footprint. Know, so the footprint is just extended because yeah. we started Dan's Papers, Palm Beach. I understand. I you, you're already out in, in, the, the in the Hamptons, so now you're going to Palm Beach. Yes. Such a challenge. Uh, and, and I think people welcome that. Uh, and it's, it's a lot of public relations. You've got to get out there and, and beat the drum. Mm. Let people know who you are and what you're doing. Um, I want to continue with my questions because I always yes. have fun with that. Okay. Um, what's good about America? The ability to speak the truth, but not to speak hate. Mm. Um, I'm very terrified at how the college presidents uh, in some of the leading institutions of our country it's become very controversial. Have um, not equivocally said hate mm. is, has no place on our campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a... There's a lot a, of pressure to change that now. Well, I'm a big believer that... Um, I don't know if you remember Rogers and Hammerstein's sure. song uh, from South Pacific. You've got to be taught to hate and to love. Mm. That was from childhood yeah, that people are taught to hate mm. and to love. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's a job in our world mm. to be able to find ways for people to not, from childhood... Yeah be taught hate. And that comes, I think, from um, a family where you are sharing values and ethics and morals. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of good people. But sometimes, and you know this better than any way, Ernie, Mm. sometimes a very small number of people pretend to make a big noise. That's true. When we started our group home in Little Neck, we had this organization that sued us. Mm. Four people led the parade, Mm -hmm. but they pretended to be a big group. Yeah. And sometimes politicians Mm -hmm. listen to that small group Mm -hmm. rather than the biggest voice, which is not as loud. Mm -hmm. But this is very small, and Mm -hmm. somehow people take that as power and truth. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Well, you know, uh, a, a small voice um, can be heard. And, and when you have people listening and that voice uh, has a good message and certainly given us the truth, uh, that has a lot of power. And I think that, you know, in the world of journalism, uh, you're able to do that. And, and I think that it's great. If you were to pass along uh, some information uh, a piece of advice that you would give a newborn, and they would keep that information somewhere in a later date when they're able to perhaps really understand it. What advice would you offer to a newborn child today? 
Well, I think persistence is the power of our lives, of success. To be successful takes hard work Mm -hmm. and persistence. And persistence. And I think if you have those two ingredients, whatever your mission in life is, you will be a success. Mm -hmm. And I think too many people give up too soon. Yeah. Well, you know, you need people around you. You need people who encourage you. And, and you need people who are going to believe in you and, and give you the opportunity to, to do something. But I think you're right. Perseverance is important. I also have a thing. I say plan your work and then work your plan. Because yes. many times you, you put something down on paper and it's there and you look at it, but you're not really working it. You have to look at it every day and say, you know what? What am I doing to get closer to this goal? Because that's, to me, uh, a very important part of your life. Purpose is very important in your life. Um, let me ask you something, another question. Who is your hero? Do you have any heroes in life? Well, you know, my hero was growing up was uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, yeah, she was uh, classic. You know, I mean, I had read her book, and I, um, I was very impressed when she said, you've got to be a lady, and you must have a handkerchief in your purse, mm. not tissues. Uh-huh. <laughs> I always carry a handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> not tissues, right? I learned that from yeah. Eleanor Roosevelt, but yeah. I learned other things. You know, um, her kindness... Kindness is a very special thing. Yeah. I created a column in my newspapers called Acts of Kindness. Mm. It's almost like you're positive speaking mm-hmm. because sometimes people don't look for the kindness in others. Oh, you have to find that. And to be kind yeah. and to find kindness. Right. And this was a woman who had the power to bring kindness to people around the world. Yes, yeah, she did. And she was not just a speaker, she was an activist. Yes, she was a role and model. she was my inspiration yeah, to be yeah, an activist. Yeah, yeah. And no, you just have to be persistent mm-hmm. and keep fighting yeah. for what's right. And she did that. She sure did. And so she has been a great inspiration. And the other one I have to say is Geraldo. Yes. Because yes. I would have never dreamt of being yeah. in the news business. I know, but he How was an inspiration you for he you. He was you know? my inspiration. You know, uh, one last final thought before we close, because I could go on for another hour with you. Um, I did something recently, uh, a commentary on the air, and it was about spirituality. Mm. And a lot of people, you know, are uncomfortable using that word. And for some reason, they feel that, you know, you're getting into perhaps religious connotations. I don't Mm. look at it that way. No, I agree. Spirituality is just who you are. You know, what you stand for, what you believe Mm. in. And to me, spirituality is important. And it comes down to believing in something, being kind to other people, and respecting each other, and knowing that we all come from the same source, Mm. and connecting the dots and knowing that we're brothers and sisters, and we have to honor the dignity of each person. And and my final thought was, um, spirituality has a lot to do with enthusiasm. And enthusiasm comes from a Greek word, enthusiasmos, Mm. which means to be filled with the Spirit of God. Mm. And to me, that says it all. If we have a sense that we are here for a purpose, there's a creator that loves us all, to me, I think that's the greatest gift that you can have in your life. I really do. Well, I think, you know, uh, this spirituality and all the aspects of it has to be in all of us. And I think Mm. for some reason, um, hate has taken over. Yeah the kind of kindness you're mm, talking you about. stop that. And I think somehow, some way, um, I think that I've always had faith in the American people. Me too. That they would see goodness. Mm-hmm. And we are a moral country. Mm-hmm. And to have our 
people spoken about in such negative terms. Yeah, that, that has sends to the stop. wrong message. It's a wrong message. And it's not who we are. No, I don't believe no, it's who we it's are. It's not who we are. We need to stop. So I, I'm a big believer too, and, and I, it's a maybe strange way to end, but to say people have to get out and vote. People have to get involved in the community. They have to be heard. They have to take part in the system. Uh, yes. Absolutely. They do have a voice, and, and they the, have to be heard. And if you don't take the yeah. voice, then yeah. life goes out of control. Right. But it is in each of our power. Mm-hmm. And I think we have been able to engage people and give them power. You know Use what? your power. I, I, I love that as a closing thought. And, and we become, from what we've been talking about, peacemakers rather than troublemakers. <laughs> Good one. Right? I like Very that. important. <laughs> uh, Victoria Schnepps, you're terrific. Oh, thank I, you. I, I love you. I, I just, I, I'm so proud of everything that you have done and will continue to do, and there are miles to go. Last quote that I use a lot. Don't go where the path may lead. Go where there's no path and leave a trail. Lovely. And that's what you've Beautiful. done. I love you, Frog, thank and I you. love you too. Thank Victoria Sneffs, great guest. Thank you for watching, everybody. We'll see you next time and stay positive.